Welcome everyone to our RTI Insights podcast series on continuous intelligence. This is Joe McKendrick, analyst with RT Insights, and I'm very pleased to have here with me Christian Betkin, Chief Technology Officer and founder of Sumo Logic. Um, he's joining us with another session. Uh, we wrapped up the previous session, if you tuned in, on the, the, the ins and outs of digital transformation. Uh, Christian, welcome back. Good to see Thanks you. Thanks again for having me. <laughs> and uh, I'd love to speak with you. Uh, again, we were talking about digital transformation, the role of IT, the evolving role, the new role of IT in all this, uh, the evolving role. Um, so when we talk about digital transformation, uh, there's a lot on IT's plate, of course. Uh, reliability is a key factor. You know, it's been a challenge and concern to IT professionals since the mainframe days, uh, the whole reliability factor. Uh, you know, are we making progress? You know, is are things better off than they were 40 years ago, even five years ago or two years ago? Um, you know, what's the state of reliability in IT operations these days? Um, yes, I, I actually think that the, the art has evolved quite a bit, uh, but, but so have the challenges, right? And, uh, uh, and so we, we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, so, so I think this is one of those topics where, uh, you know, things will never be perfect, right? Uh, you know, the way that I look at it is that, um, you know, to the point of the challenges having uh, also changed, um, we touched on this in the last session a little bit, but, you know, um, given digital transformation, you know, business success is now sort of predicated, you know, on, on, on you know, the app, on applications, basically, that through which the business is conducted, right? And um, these applications in today's world are obviously delivered, you know, worldwide over the internet, right, and 24-7, uh, and are by and large uh, delivered via the cloud, right? And, uh, you know, cloud has made it possible uh, to actually, you know, even get to the point where you can actually reasonably believe that you can deliver a system that is actually up 24-7 and that is delivered at good service, you know, to many, you know, via you know, edge location and all of those sort of, you know, things that we can now, that we can now use everywhere in the world, uh, you know, versus, um, you know, to sort of uh, single telnet session into your mainframe or, uh, or, or, or telnet bridge to whatever the actual mainframe protocol was at the time. Uh, so, um, you know, and so the, 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 the applications have actually become a lot more complicated because of this, you know, uh, the, the, the much more, uh, the non-functional requirements around, um, you know, reliability and security. And so, you know, I, I do think, you know, the sort of art of, you know, keeping systems reliable is also catching up. You know, people understand culture changes, new roles emerging and so forth. Um, you know, but as it were today, um, I think people are uh, understanding that ultimately, you know, if your business is being, is, is digital, that digital experience matters, right? And so first of all, it has to be good enough, right? <laughs> if it, if it just plain sucks, you know, then, you know, then people will not, you will just not, you will simply not be successful, right? So there's like a minimum bar uh, that you need to hit, but I would also argue that that is not even good enough. Um, you know, ideally, uh, you would, you would sort of, you know, have, turn your digital aptitude in terms of experience, right? Into a competitive advantage, right? Um, you know, I, I just, I was an I was an intern in the late nineties at Amazon, right? And it always stuck with me, you know, the sort of customer, uh, the sort of maniacal customer focus that they had 
on, on how to create these sort of experience, which is entirely digital in their case, right? All the way down to, um, you know, the way the catalogs are designed, the, making, making it easy for you to buy and ultimately, you know, shipping it, you know, to you for free the next day, all of this type of stuff and all the sort of micro things or, and many, many layers that lead to this being a pleasant experience or the fact that you can basically just return everything, right? Which, which yeah, that's a business goal, but like the, the digital, the digital implementation behind that is also very, very slick, right? So, so, so that is is, um, you know, that's the sort of importance of the experience and turning it into a competitive advantage, right? And so uh, the, you know, reliability of your system, therefore, is also, uh, uh, first of all, a min bar, right? But then you also, you know, can potentially use this to, to be, you know, competitive and differentiate competitively because, you know, most of the time you're not the only person in a particular area of business, right? If you're the only one, then you're either monopoly and, you know, okay, uh, or, or you know, you are in an interesting space because, you know, then you have competitors, right? Uh, and uh, let's just, let's just stick with the, let's just stick with the example, you know, so if I'm Walmart and I'm trying to compete with Amazon and, uh, you know, if my site is just flat out not reachable, uh, which could be for all sorts of issues, including, you know, I don't know, God forbid, for, for you know, expiring SSL certs, right? Customers just got to go back to Amazon or go to Amazon in the first place and never come back, right? And, and so, uh, and, and, and reliability, therefore, uh, uh, is a large part of making making sure the store is actually open, I'd say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's... That's why that's important, yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I did a study a couple of years ago uh, of, of database administrators, the, the, the admins, and we asked them personally, you know, what has been, been your experience with e-commerce as a person? Yeah. And uh, most of them came back and said, uh, you know, if they're stuck on a site too long or if the, the site hangs or if there's a, a, too much of a delay in uh, responsiveness, they'll leave the site. I mean, and these are the people that understand what's going on behind the scenes. You'd think they'd be a little more sympathetic, but... Um, you know, they said that, that, that lag time, I, I heard somewhere else that it might have been about seven seconds. If you're stuck seven se- seconds waiting for a response from an e-commerce vendor, yeah. it's over, right? Yeah. Yeah, and these people are probably not even the TikTok generation. Now, actually, we roll that forward, you know, to sort of the, you know, future generations that are going to be buying stuff, right? And like, I think seven seconds is like, that That feels like an eternity, uh, you know, but, but yes, um what happens, and you know, and, and this is actually an, an interesting, um, an interesting kind of like lead over to sort of the way that, like, at least I look, and, and I think that's fairly standard in the industry, and look at like what actually, like the next level of detail, you know, under reliability. So there's basically two things: availability and performance, right? And you know, availability is about the the ability to even get to you, right? It's just to open, essentially, right? Uh, and and yes, you know, you think about this, uh, you know, like you know, is Comcast down kind of website, right? Uh, but but the reality is that it's not. I mean, almost never that binary, right? Um, that's why it's not like you know that that's also why it's becoming more complicated because you know you are you know you are there all over the world and you know there's different networks delivering you know the experience uh, you know you different data centers edge locations and so forth right and you might well be up everywhere uh, except for you know I don't know in, in Southeast Asia right and just you know that's still a problem right uh, you know and this is why you know the the, the sort of the, the art also sort of has to catch up with that right to understand that there's many many sort of more complicated definitions of, of availability for example than are then just up and down and this it, it just sort of 
uh, you know, it just becomes pretty recursive, right? And then, of course, you know, you don't just run one side, or maybe your side has, has you know, different departments or, or different aspects of it. And, you know, you almost never hard down, right? I mean, if you're hard down, then that's pretty shitty. Uh, but that almost never happens. But you're almost always down somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, even even with, you know, you know, tooling and understanding of the art of reliability, and it's just even with monitoring, I mean, these things just happen, right? It's just like, you know, suddenly there was a tornado yesterday in Texas. We just chatted about that before, right? Mm-hmm. I just happened to move here and boom, we have a tornado. I don't know, right? I did not expect that, right? But like, I guess that there is a tornado at, at any point in time somewhere in the U.S., I guess. So something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this might be stretching the metaphor a little bit. but uh, And then the other part is performance, right? And and that goes back to your to your seven seconds or, you know, you know DBA example, right? Um, where, uh, you know, performance is not necessarily are you faster than everybody else? It's like performance in that mind, the way that I look at it is not necessarily Formula One, right? Uh, but it's actually are you fast enough, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning that, you know, does your catalog switch come back fast enough? Um, otherwise, you know, after a couple of seconds, people will just go somewhere else, right? Or, you know, the classic example, uh, everything works and then you want to check out your shopping cart and then suddenly you need to hand over to a payment gateway that's not under your control. And uh, and then, you know, something gets, you know, and then maybe it's an Amex and that goes down a different path. And, and then suddenly the thing is spinning for 30 seconds. At that point, you've probably lost the commerce, right? Unless it's a limited edition thing that I really want to buy. And then, yes, I will. I will hit the reload button many times and make the, make the problem worse, right? <laughs> and, you know, and then again, the complication there comes from, you don't just, you know, have to sort of um, monitor one path, right? Because, you know, again, if it's a worldwide, you know, business, which, you know, you know, and then it gives it a chance to be worldwide everywhere uh, with all of the things you do, then there's different payment in this particular example, there's different gateways depending on where you are in the world, and mm-hmm. and so things just become you know you know really complex, right? And this is why I think ultimately, uh, you know, inventiveness and you know innovation will always outpace you know reliability and security, uh, you know. But yeah. but huge I, advances are being made there as well, of course. And, and I love I love your terminology that it's an art. Reliability is an art. You know, a lot of people think of it as a hardcore engineering science type of a problem, but it's an art. I love that and. What 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 are you what are some best practices you know what are what are the what would you recommend to ensure greater reliability you know what are some of the uh, best approaches um, you see you've seen and uh, you recommend? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, look, I think you know generally the sort of the sort of art has been the sort of basically manage resource consumption. Uh, you know, manage you know basically monitor as you sort of not manage but monitor your monitor resource consumption. You know, just just low level stuff like you know CPU memory saturation and all these classic things, right? That that would sort of make sense if if your app was just delivered on a on a you know on an E10K, right? Because there was only one, right? <laughs> because mm-hmm. on server, right? And it was just sitting there and and. But 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 now your apps getting delivered over like a, like hundreds or maybe thousands of random you know EC2 instances or you know Google Cloud instances or Microsoft Azure instances uh, or maybe some mix of all of that and uh, ultimately a user doesn't fucking care uh, you know if I might say so whether you know you have a high CPU somewhere um, however your monitoring system might care and you know wake up some poor engineer that then has to sort of you know in the fog of night you know at 3 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. and try to figure out what's going on and most of the time it doesn't matter because it's already recovered right. And so, uh, you know, something that has been like, like again, you know, going back to sort of the practice in the art that has kind of, kind of, um, sort of uh, evolved out of, um, out of a lot of 
um, you know, experience that upscale people have had over the last 20 years. And in this particular case, uh, there's a lot of um, that that's been sort of publicly written about by Google in the context of site reliability engineering and how, how you monitor really large, complicated sites is by basically saying, you know what, um, instead of, you know, you know, trying to chase down every resource exhaustion, you know, trying to chase down every hot CPU, don't even try, right? Just accept sort of, an, you know, a level of uh, unreliability uh, and, you know, apply this SLI, SLO approach, basically saying, you know, perfect is the enemy of the good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your site is just, you know, the things are too complex. You will not be able to maintain 100% of anything, right? So figure out, um, you know, how to measure a bunch of things that are really important, uh, basically have SLIs that are actually what we call sort of, you know, customer-centric. That's kind of the term that we use internally in a way that we monitor our own stuff at Sumo because we have a large infrastructure. Um, uh, for example, like shopping cart checkout, right? Or for example, catalog search, or uh, for example, in our in in our system, you know, in just lag or you know, search query execution, you know, back to your back to your sort of DBA example, right? Um, uh, and uh, basically say, hey, you know, we want this to be this particular thing coming back within no more than 500 milliseconds, not 100% of the time, but 100 minus a very, very small percentage of the time, meaning 99.9 or 99.99 or start with 99. And as you include, and then as you manage to, to hit that reliably, then get better at it, right? And boil it down, uh, basically try to boil the level of complexity down of instead of having, you know, I don't know, you know, 10 different things times a thousand instances, you know, of VMs that you need to monitor, uh, you know, boil it down to a bunch of customer centric things and maybe a second layer where you go for microservice API, you know, golden signals, but basically boil it, basically simplify down to lesser things that matter more to what your customer is actually experiencing versus what some sort of mechanistic worldview would sort of suggest you should do, right? Uh, and, uh, and then basically accept that it's going to be very good, but not perfect, right? And then don't wake people up, you know, if you, if you still have what's called in this particular methodology, error budget left, right? So you say, okay, over the rolling 30 day or 28 day window, uh, I am okay with a very small percent of requests failing, let's say, right? So I'm not going to freak out if out of, you know, I don't know, one out of a thousand requests fails or something like that, just making that up, right? Um, because that's probably just the nature of the beast, right? And like, I could potentially uh, prevent that, but then I'm going to spend like 10x or 100x more on engineering on that versus building new features and, you know, and competing on the actual business value, right? Uh, and, and, and you basically just set the SLO at 99 point, whatever it is. And then that gives you a, a rolling error budget. And once you start seeing depletion of the error budget, you know, it's... it's just basically look at the curve and the lines, you know, in terms of consumption and, and, and acceleration of consumption, then you actually wake people up because then the chance that something's going on is, is, is uh, that actually matters is much higher, right? And then, so this is kind of monitoring evolved, I feel, right? And then the flip to that is what's been come, becoming known as observability. And there's a little bit of confusion around the term because, the, you know, the whole monitoring space or APM, et cetera, is now also being thrown together and log management, you know, it's, being, it's starting to be called observability. Um, but the sort of more narrow definition of observability is the one that I like a little bit better, which comes from control theory. It's basically have a chance to sort of infer the state of the system from external signals, right? Uh, what that means is that you basically, uh, on top of the sort of, you know, 
let's say you have evolved your monitoring to the SLO level, but you know, yes, now you need to wake somebody up or a team needs to get on board and they need to figure out what the hell is actually going on. Then you need observability, meaning you need to be able to, um, to ask your production systems, um, you know, what is actually going on? And you have to be able to take hypotheses and ask and, you know, turn them into analytical queries or workflows in the, in, you know, the tools that you use to support that, like the one that we provide, uh, you know, to basically would cause and you know, troubleshoot and would cause, usually, frankly, to troubleshoot to restore service and then uh, maybe would cause. Of course, everybody will tell you they would cost everything, but the reality is uh, would costing is another one of those things that's going to take 10x longer, and it does not always happen either, right, um, in, in my observation. So so that's sort of, that's kind of how I see things happening these days, yeah. Okay, wonderful. Very, very insightful. Thank you, Christian. Uh, and uh, great point about uh, nothing's perfect. I mean, AWS has uh, outages uh, occasionally, and uh, that's about as... Uh, Top yeah. of the world you can get in yeah. terms of availability, and Apple was out the other day, right? Yesterday, yeah. I had an yeah. out. So nobody existence, perfect. you know, existence is a house of cards, you know. <laughs> but it mostly, mostly the cards are all in the right place. So most of the time, and I think that's that's about as good as you can get. And the reality is that if you look at you know what people are accomplishing, despite despite the fact that you know we are coming to a point where we are philosophically thinking of a small, you know, acceptable range of failure. Uh, you know, with, with the stuff that people are building is still incredibly reliable these days. I mean, just look at the amount of times your package actually arrives the next day, right? It's right. pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm, I'm amazed by, uh, tolls, highway tolls. You know, you have the, uh, the transponder in your car or it reads license plates now. I mean, just blinding split seconds that can keep your license plate and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Barcode, actually, here in Texas, they have this barcode thing. It's just a small barcode they put on your windshield. Uh, they don't even do the license plate. It's just a barcode, right? Uh, and, well, the reality is if you don't have the barcode, they will go off that license plate and send you an astigram. Yeah. But, like, yes, true. Yes. <laughs> vision then, vision yeah. is a big deal, right? If you, I don't know if you have a Tesla, but, like, if you drive a Tesla, it's all vision, right? Uh, yeah. there's some, there's some, there's some, there's some pretty amazing stuff happening there. Yeah. And again, the backend systems are systems, you know, like the ones that we're talking about, where, you know, half the backend for, the Tesla stuff probably runs in the cloud, right? Yeah. Uh, or, or the, you know, TX Tech or whatever it is, you know, in the Bay Area, um, fast track systems. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's, that's IoT on a very large scale, you know, but all of the backend processing happens on a bunch of VMs in some cloud. I yeah. bet you, I mean, I would, I would take that bet any day these days. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, as Arthur C. Clarke said, uh, at one point, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Good one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Vendors, software vendors have used this one today advantage for a long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, Christian. Again, I was joined by Christian Beckin, uh, CTO of uh, Sumo Logic. Uh, thank you very much for joining us in today's podcast, Christian. Great uh, speaking with you and learning from you. Um, and be sure to join us in the third podcast of our series. Christian and I will be uh, uh, talking about security in today's age. Thank you.